Hey, Casey. Hey, Jacob. I got a question for you. Oh, yeah? What's up? What do a romance writer who ends up on a treasure-seeking adventure in the jungle and an affable executive who stages a kidnapping while on business with his partners in Mexico have in common? (laughs) I don't know. Well, let's find out, shall we? Because this week I watched The Lost City. And this week I watched Gringo. And now it's time to make The Movie movie Connection. Connection. Right, here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there, my name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Said it. I'm sticking with it, okay? Okay. Okay. Sometimes you gotta gotta show these uh, listeners who's boss, Casey. Um, Mm -hmm, (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're listening for the first time, please don't go. Um, <laughs> we're very, uh, we're, we're very welcoming here because this is a podcast where, you know, it's about connection. Um, because we just want to remain connected. We don't want to drift apart. So we decided to connect over something uh, that we also wanted to expand our knowledge about. What was it, Casey? Movies. That's right. And so each week we assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before. You know, we try and uh, we We watch them. We try. We try. And then we sit down to watch them. And then we uh, are. Well, I mean, you know, separately, like sometimes together. But anyway, we watch the movies. Then we sit down to discuss them, review them. And then we try to figure out, hey, is there any connection between these two movies? Any at all. Anything. And then the results are pretty fun. It's, you know, it makes it more entertaining. Um, and just the results are sometimes very interesting. Um, you know, yeah. And we've gotten pretty good at it at this point. You know, we can usually find something. I um, think so. And it's never, well, not never ever, but it's not usually the typical, like, you know, they don't always share actors. Like, surprisingly, not a lot, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, because that would be like super easy, you know. Right. Um, and we, and then only if we like really intend it, we'll do like, oh, it's same director or something like that. Sure, sure. But yeah, for the most part, it's uh, we've had some very interesting ones, but I don't think I think to this day we have not been able to top. Uh, wait, uh, it was um, <laughs> Arrival and uh, yeah, God. um. Man in the Iron Mask. That was a doozy. Yeah, that was a doozy. But we found it. It was so it was so cool. We sure did. And both interesting movies in their own right, by the way. Um so For sure, for sure. So, but this week, you know, those are these are not those movies. These are different movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah, I can't decide yeah. if I want to talk about your adventures in the jungle now or when we get to. I mean, we're gonna. <laughs> I mean, we're starting off with Lost City, so I guess we can just get into that. And yeah. Then we'll talk about 
your little excursion to the jungle. My jungle adventures. Right. Um, so yeah, let's start off with the Lost City, which okay, now Casey, you know, at the end of last week's podcast, you introduced this as something else. Yeah, can we talk about that a little bit? What's up with that? Like, oh, the Lost City of D. Yeah, right. What the that f- was the original name of See. the movie. Um, right. which it's also the title of her book. Yes. Correct. Yeah, uh, see, but it would make I, total sense. I think that people made too many dick jokes. Oh, I see. I think, or maybe The Lost City of Z, which is a different movie altogether. Uh-huh. Um, maybe there was issue with that. See. I'm not 100% That's... sure why the name changed. I just know it did change because... Yeah, it's so weird. The first trailer I ever saw had The Lost City of D was the title. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that, I remember seeing that, too. It's like, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't a, know. It's ugly like Sonic all over again. They just duck, grabbed onto it and was like, no, 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 uh, just kidding. It's uh, the Lost City. It was always the Lost City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, ugly Sonic. Which is, uh, which is a fine title, but just more generic. And I think, you know, so honestly, it should have been called the Lost City of, sorry, I'm not going to butcher the name but she like she even says um it's so funny how it's progressively gotten shorter and shorter like yeah that's true the author you know played by sandra bullock loretta you know wanted it to be called the lost city of whatever that tribe was or whatever that civilization was called which started with d but people were like ah people aren't gonna know what that is or it's gonna turn people off so shorten it to lost city of d and but then you open yourself up to yeah like you said i mean and it's in the movie like oh and boy is it (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah so and then now it's shortened even more to the lost city like what's i mean yeah crazy um okay let's talk about the lost city in my own words let me tell you about this movie okay please While on yet another book tour for the successful romance novelist Loretta Sage, played by Sandra Bullock, featuring her gorgeous cover model, Alan, better known as Dash, played by Channing Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Tatum, right? (laughs) It's Tatum. (laughs) Thank God. Um, (laughs) Tatum is a weird... (laughs) Well, you know, here's uh, confession time, okay? It's fucking... uh, No, hold on. I'm going to get it wrong right now. Okay, it's... it, it, it's Rihanna, okay? Yeah. And yeah, okay. And it, I feel so bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's so weird when you find out, like, oh my God, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Like, and not yeah. just us, but like a whole society of people. Yeah. Like to this day, like, even, like, I, I think I hear, like, on the radio and, like, in commercials and shit where it's like, oh, Rihanna. Totally. Like, what the heck? Um, get it right, people. And like the best way, the best way to always do it is listen to the person whose name you're inquiring about. Listen to them say it like they would right. be the authority on it. Right. Um, OK, back to story time. OK, um, things start to reflect the adventurous life found in the pages of her best selling books. First, she is respectfully kidnapped by the wealthy and insecure billionaire Abigail Fairfax, played by none other than Daniel Radcliffe. That's right, Harry Potter. Who hopes Harry his Potter. hunt? Harry Potter. Who hopes for his hunt for the lost treasure of an ancient civilization will bring him more power and success? 
Loretta's agent, along with Alan, try to arrange a rescue party by recruiting a mysterious mercenary called Jack Trainer. That was some funny shit. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> He's just, he's just on my phone as Jack Trainer, you know, like Jack, like. <laughs> oh, he, oh, his name is Jack Trainer. <laughs> like, what? God, that was funny. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Dash decides to tag along for the mission, which ends up going totally sideways, leaving only Alan and Loretta to fend for themselves in the dangerous jungle until dun, they can dun, find dun. another, until they can find another means of escape. While they maneuver past local trackers and Fairfax's personal goons, Loretta and Alan start to find respect and admiration for one another that they weren't expecting. There's something there that wasn't there before. Um, oh, I love that. But there are even more discoveries to be made as Loretta uses her knowledge of the culture she researched for her books and realizes the Lost City's treasure is closer than ever before, motherfuckers. No, okay, sorry. I Hell added yeah. That, added that last bit. I got excited. <laughs> but, um, yeah. There you go. The Lost City. Definitely, um, yeah, worth a watch, I think. Like, so, what I gathered, that like, I looked up reviews and, like, it kind of sitting at 3.3 on some scale or whatever. Mm. This is the perfect like three out of five movie like for some oh. people yeah i would rank um, it higher but i understand people no oh so do i like but it's like i feel like it like at least let it rest there because it doesn't deserve to get lost in the weeds because it's got lovers and haters so it should sit somewhere in the middle i agree um, totally because that is how people are going to receive this. Because it's comedy. It is. It's comedy. It's adventuring. But, but exactly. This is. So I got into this with my letterbox review. But to me, this is what the future. Because we've got this. We've got Bullet Train. And uh, something else I just watched. Where it's like, okay. Like, we got to mix comedy with other fun genres. Like the adventure movie or something mm -hmm. like that that's gonna be the future because straight up comedies just just have a hard time nowadays because yeah i don't know well it's it's, it's hard because comedy is like everybody it's very subjective right and we're in an era where we're trying to not mock people at other at the expense exactly and yeah. that changes comedy in a positive way, in my opinion, because Precisely. then if something is funny, it's like truly funny. Yeah. It's not funny at the expense of somebody or something else. Yeah, that's why I think this is like a good example of like, yeah, this is this is what comedy can be. Like we just got to unfortunately, because we also need like the spectacle. Um, yeah, you got to inject comedy with spectacular genres like the adventure movie or horror even. Um, yeah, sure like that though so, or sci-fi like bullet train perfect like i mean that was yes I don't know what the fuck that was but i wanted i loved it <laughs> it was so good <laughs> um but yeah so this was a treat and this one actually made it to theaters it um, did well and we streaming. actually saw it in the theater oh fabulous i was that like actually desperate. Is a good way to see it I was desperate to leave the house, and it was a Tuesday, and uh, 
It came out a year ago, I think. Yeah, was this your first post uh, big pandemic? Uh, uh, unfortunately, no. That would be oh, the, new, not. the new Fast and Furious movie. Oh, of course. It was so <laughs> horrible. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, but yeah, we uh, and we did that out of desperation during the pandemic because we yeah, had a yeah. stage in Portland that was like 120 degrees or 108. 18 or 17 and so it was just really really hot um right and so we saw those but the theater was dead so we didn't feel too bad about it yeah yeah but this one i think like i was just stuck at home i didn't have a car at the time josh and i were sharing a car i was like desperate to leave the house it was a five dollar tuesday and i was like we're just gonna see whatever's playing and this was playing and i oh, had no. been like wanting this to see this when it came out because yeah, i really like both of the actors a lot and I thought Definitely. the trailer looked funny. Yep. Um and the first trailer didn't give away too much and I didn't watch any of the other trailers. Right. Um because I don't like to spoil things for myself. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it was a good one to see in the theater actually. Yeah, I believe it. Cuz yeah, again, adventure film. So and uh Yeah, like oh, that was the other one I was probably thinking of. Uh Jungle uh, no, oh, Jungle Jumanji. No, no, Jumanji. Oh, but Jumanji. Jungle, actually, Jungle Cruise qualifies too, but that's a little more Disney. But you know, yeah, for sure, it, it qualifies, I guess. Um, but but yeah, but for sure, um, Jumanji. Um, totally. Because those are definitely comedies, but also kind of gives you the good um, adventure movie feels as well. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was so much fun. Like, and both of these, like, you know. Always love to see Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum. When it comes to comedy, the dude knows his stuff, and he did not disappoint. Yay. Um, I didn't, I guess I didn't, I'm not, I don't know how much I knew about the Brad Pitt part. Um, I did know about the Daniel Radcliffe part. So uh, that's actually how I went into it as well. Ah, I like okay. went into it knowing that Daniel Radcliffe was going to be in it because I saw him in the trailer. I didn't see Brad Pitt in the first trailer. I, I had no idea he was going to be in it. And then I was shocked as all hell when he showed up on the screen. And I was so surprised, like happy surprised, because his character is so <laughs> fucking fun. So great. Yeah, everybody loves the Brad Pitt character. <laughs> yeah, um, he's so fun. And it very much, it's so weird how this is, we talk about connections on the show, so <laughs> why not? It is strangely connected to Bullet Train in a weird way, like because of that similar cameo experience where it's like, oh, nobody knew Channing Tatum was going to be in Bullet Train, I don't think. Well, and then it's like, they did oh, not. Right? And yeah. what happened was they like he filmed this with them. Yeah. And then they started filming Bullet Train after and he asked after. both of them if they wanted because she was also in Bullet Train, if you don't remember. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. Uh, they kind of just like uh they got Showed the gang back together. Movie. Yeah, it was just so cute. So <laughs> I'm perfect. like, they must have loved working together. Yeah, and all of those were great. And then they blew it with the Ryan Reynolds cameo. I'm telling, I still say Leonardo DiCaprio, boom, better cameo. Yeah, that would have been a better cameo. I've noticed. I don't think Leo really does that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't do like the cute, uh, yeah, cameos and things. Like, come on, what's up with that, Leo? Think about it. I think. You know, it's fine. Like some people are just some people ain't cool like that. It's fine, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it's yeah, it's just interesting. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so and Casey, so just to 
touch a little bit on like how accurate is this jungle experience like it did you ever experience like scary situations like that well so um i was watching this the other day and i was like first of all they got the car accurate because we just got back from costa rica and you rent these cars they're called jimmies they look like a very tiny version of a jeep almost right um very very small though josh like almost didn't fit in it oh yeah and he had to drive it and so the car felt accurate to me um nice which was fun uh i didn't like we did go explore the jungle a bit but a lot of our stuff was like oh we're staying on paths we're like yeah going on tours like we didn't go uh jungling ourselves for smart reasons. Yeah, um, I, I hear that that doesn't work out for people usually anyway. Yeah, it's just not smart because like there was a lot of wildlife um, yeah, and animals right. that I'm not really familiar with and poisonous snakes and frogs and spiders galore. Yeah, right. yeah folks, um, like it's, it's the jungle. <laughs> and monkeys, but we didn't actually get to see any monkeys, which made me mm-hmm. sad. But oh. I guess the monkeys are real assholes. So maybe it's good we didn't see them. Yeah, they're real assholes. But uh, we did see the domesticated ones you see in movies, folks. Like, yeah, it is going to be a different experience. This is, I mean, they're out, they're out here, you know, (laughs) trying to survive. Right. Uh, But yeah, no, it did feel accurate too. Like, and especially (laughs) like watching it, I was like, I feel like I'm back in Costa Rica. Like, so much that I googled where this was filmed. But it was filmed in the Dominican Republic, I believe. Right. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did look it up because I was like, this feels like it, like exactly where I just left. Um, right. mm-hmm. Beautiful greenery. Oh yeah. Lots so, of cliff sides. That's definitely. Uh, that if we were South America, I believe. Uh, we were in Central America. Central America. Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. Very, very cool. Highly recommend Costa Rica to anybody that wants to go exploring. Spoiler, there's your recommendation. I have another recommendation. It's okay. okay. (laughs) Although I will say like ziplining through the jungle is really fucking fun. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't do quite as much adventuring as Sandra did here. Your life wasn't as in as much danger. Definitely not. Like we did a hike just ourselves, Josh and I, um, that was called the sloth hike and they marked it as an easy hike. Yeah. And I was just like so excited to find some fucking sloths mm-hmm. and it was like not an easy hike. And I did think I was going to die on the way back up the hill. It was very, oh. very steep. Um, but I didn't die and I was fine and I did see a sloth. So it was worth it. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sloth. Did you tell him a joke? No. Okay. He was really high up in a tree and I was down on the ground. Come down here. <laughs> Be right there. It is really cute when they, they do like look at you and smile sometimes and it does take oh, yeah? them a minute and it's adorable. Like they're <laughs> little, I love their little faces. It's adorable. So cute. Hell yeah. All right. How about some Q&A? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Channing and Sandra. Good pairing. Channing and Sandra. Oh, right. The, the actors. Chemistry. Right. The chemistry question. 
always with the chemistry question. Jesus, criminy. Cheese. What do, what do they say? Cheese and rice. Cheese um, and rice. Um. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Of course, it was there. Um. Like, and it just goes to show, like, Sandy's uh, record holds. Like, she know, has right? chemistry with anybody. Channing, I don't, I wouldn't say the same for it, but he, de- but he definitely had chemistry here. Like, can they make it a good team? Like, it would, uh, yeah, it's a cute pairing. It is. Um, it really works, like, in a way that I didn't think it would. They have good comedic timing, too. Like, that, like, they made each other look good in that way with the comedy, too. So that's great. Mm hmm. Love to see it. So, yeah, I thought it was good. And, uh, yeah, Channing Tatum, I was especially impressed by because yes. like, OK, yes, like we've seen. Yes, it's the dumb kind of archetype, but he's doing it believably and like genuinely enough, like earnestly enough that it makes him likable. And he also has his moments where it's like, well, I'm not just like stupid, like, you know, I'm just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've talked a lot about his acting and whether he can act. And I think that this was actually a good showcase of his, like, ability. Right. But also, and, like, just good cop, like, good, yeah, he knows he's he knows how to do comedy. Yeah, his timing was great. Good stuff. Um, did you love Brad Pitt's character and his chemistry with Channing? Because I, like, loved every scene that they were in together so much. <laughs> that was crazy. Like, the fact that Channing Tatum was actually dominating those scenes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With Brad Pitt, where it's like, he's hilarious. Like, the shit he was doing. Like, he just wants nothing more than to be approved. Like, yeah. by fucking, what was his, fucking Jack Trainer. Jack Trainer. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it That's even sounds so like, you know, the adventures of Jack Trainer. Oh, my God. I, like, loved... I I mean, I'm glad that it was, like... It was as long as it was. Part of me was, like, so... Yeah, like, I just, like, loved the whole thing so much. I was, like, bummed when he died. But also, I was, like, it's good that they... Like, he was just in it long enough to, like, enjoy it so much, you know? it was perfect. No, it was, yeah, absolutely perfect. He got out just in time, and it was enough, like... He, the timing was perfect because uh, he had just started to show kind of his douchey side. Where it's like, oh, you kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, it's starting like cock blocking. Um, yeah, uh, for lack of a better word. Sorry. Like, uh, <laughs> dash. <laughs> yeah, cock blocking dash. Well, God damn it. Alan. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Jesus Christ. Dash is the character. I know, but. It, I do like that. Do they they even called him like Dash on the tour, I think. Um They did. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah, he's just, like starting to because he knew like Channing Tatum like confided in him. He's like, Hey, can I do the things? And he yeah, said, Yeah, man, cool. And then he starts being all like, Hey. I oh, like you're... laughed so hard when they like rescued her and they're talking to her and then they they end up just taking her in the chair and Channing is like holding her foot or um, Alan yeah. is just like Why? holding her foot. I was like yeah. laughing so hard. I was yeah. just like, this is the most ridiculous Pitt, shit. Like tossing his hair, of course. Like, yeah. She's like, why are you so good looking? And I'm like, that's what everybody wants to know about Brad Pitt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's no the world's perfect. question. Yeah. Um, how about Great. Daniel Radcliffe in a villain type role? I say so, type because he's like 
the most polite villain. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the most likable villains ever because I guess Daniel Radcliffe is just one of those likable guys. Um, <laughs> which he kind of it like, you know, yeah, he's freaking Harry Potter. And I'm so <laughs> glad that he's had such a good career following that and that he, you know, it's just all working out and like he's genuinely a good guy and he likes to do the work and like and he shows here like yeah he can have fun and do these silly movies too i loved it so much i was just so pleasantly surprised by by his yeah ability to like play this so nicely and yeah he is so likable he's just this whole movie is full of like really charismatic people everybody's just got so much charisma Charisma, yes, absolutely. And uh, but no, I thought he did a good job. Um, and like playing this, like yeah, he's playing the villains that we are familiar with nowadays. Like we see them everywhere. It's yeah, these rich assholes, um, rich and titled, rich asshole, yeah, entitled, like yeah. has Just a syndrome, yeah, totally awesome. Uh, I also, by the way, really loved when he just like when he kidnaps her and then he's just in a room full of fucking cheese, cheese, so much cheese, which is the way to my heart, too. So I get it. But pretty sure that that's a Sandra thing. Like she like that's that was her cheese setup, And they're just like, I love that so much. I'm just kidding. But like, oh, I'm like, if that's true, that makes me so happy. (laughs) Really? That's a little much. That's a little. It was a much. lot of cheese. <laughs> it was a lot of cheese, and then she didn't even get to eat any of the cheese because the fucking, helicopter came in and. A fucking out. helicopter! I love that shit too. With like, because that's accurate. Where it's like, yeah, it's never like graceful. It would be like your hair and clothing getting tossed. Totally. <laughs> good shit. And like even Daniel Radcliffe just standing there. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. Awesome. Uh, do yeah. you feel like this is like a feminist take on the adventure style movie? Uh, maybe. I was actually surprised that it uh, opened up with it kind of early on. Like even Channing Tatum's character kind of shows it from the get go in some ways, because I just noticed uh, when they were doing the interview, like San- Sandra K- Bullock's character is like over it. Right. And um and they keep and like everybody's like uh, drooling over Dash and everything. Totally. But even he is like they're asking him, it's like, what do you, what is your like favorite romantic moment or whatever the fuck it is? And he's like, well, actually, I'm curious to know what uh, what Loretta's favorite romantic moment is or whatever. And uh, yeah, so he even puts the focus back on. It's like, no, this is she's the author. Like um, maybe they weren't thinking that, but I was like caught me off guard was like oh like normally this scene goes like he's gonna be typical egotistical it's all about me but no he actually like tries to put right i like that it's sort of like (laughs) it doesn't hit you in the face with like the feminist mark but like like you said there's those little moments in there that sort of make you be like oh no like it is and like you know we see him as somebody who's like lives a little bit more of a posh lifestyle even with like the stuff that he packs Like the yeah. face masks and oh you the oh, soil and <laughs> the stupid neck brace and shit. Or not a exactly. neck brace, it's a neck, neck pillow. pillow. Um, but you know, and then she's just yeah. like, 
what am I going to do with this shit, man? But I, I really liked the way that they kind of like, like I said, just little bits. Um, yeah, they just let it be there. Like, that's the way that's actually the way to do it. Like, a, no shade to the movies that do like put it more in the forefront. And like, of course, sure, I like both I, kinds. I really like when it's just like it's just there. It's like, no, we don't need to address the fact that, yeah, it's a woman in power because we just accept it. So that should be like it's like, yeah, movies should project the world we want to see sometimes. And like, that's the way to do it. You don't have to beat people over the head. like Totally. And I think that it is more powerful in that way, too, actually. Yeah. Right. So but again, you can I still I still love a good fucking girl power like fucking yeah let's promising go. young woman right love like, that yeah, shit. Exactly, exactly like that's actually totally. a good example where it's like oh no we're gonna fucking hit you in the face with it and <laughs> but it was also part of the like yeah part of it where it's just like yeah motherfucker like taking it to the extremes where it's like uh wait i thought this was girl power but i'm actually feeling uncomfortable now totally <laughs> totally great movie such a good movie <laughs> Love that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you feel like this is like kind of an original movie? I know we don't get a lot of. Why are you smiling? <laughs> well, I mean, has I mean, didn't everybody say it from the get go? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is romancing the stone. You know, I uh, now grant like I've only seen romancing the stone like once, and I was back when I was a kid and shit. But I don't know even if I've ever I seen know. it. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, Michael Douglas. I wait, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas and um, Kathleen Turner. So yeah, really good. Yeah, if you want to see a good Kathleen Turner role, uh, *Romancing the Stone* is a great place to start. Um, Hell I love yeah, Ka- Kathleen Turner. She's uh, got a great voice. She fucking and she's the best. And uh, I really like her too. What was it? One Simple Wish. God, so um, good. Uh, watch that. But anyway. But yeah, Romancing the Stone uh, kind of did this. I mean, straight up, like I'm pretty sure. Well, the Dash character, the Dash, uh, like Channing Tatum character is step like not Michael Douglas's character, but the I believe Kathleen Turner's character was yeah an author. Okay. Herself in these adventurous situations, um, if anything, Michael Douglas was the <laughs> Brad Pitt character, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and Danny DeVito's in that. And they did a sequel called Jewel of the Nile. Not as good uh, from what I gather across the board. Um, okay. But still, you know, uh, yeah. Um, the other one, Romancing the Stone. Check it out. I'm going to have to now. Definitely. That's yeah. Awesome. Because I really like this movie and I always wish that uh, we had more like movies that are like this funny adventuring maybe throw in romance it's okay if there's none you know True. right right yeah no but it was yeah and it was definitely fine see so, yeah, i did like that the fan service was more pushed on the dash character but again that's fine that's like you know deal with it because yeah <laughs> yeah if, originally uh, go ahead i don't know if you knew but originally ryan reynolds was like they were trying to make a deal with him to be the lead in this and do like sort of a proposal uh, reunion. Oh, which dang, would that would have been, been good. good. Damn, but I think he would have really changed the character of um, Alan. 
Yeah. Like to a point where it almost would have been a different would movie, right? Likeable, maybe for me. I don't know. <laughs> I know you have sort of feelings. Yeah, we and me and Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. I don't know where we're at. <laughs> I really like him. I think he's a good person. I mostly, I mostly think he's on the side of good, so that's what helps. It's like I think he's on the side of good. Sometimes comedy like that can like rub me the wrong way too. So I get right. it. Like his brand of comedy can sometimes be a little bit right. much. But mostly I do really like him and I think he's a good person. Yeah, yeah. And I loved him in The Proposal. That's definitely my favorite Ryan Reynolds role. I can't knock him too much. The dude provides my cell phone. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I I sort of am glad that Channing ended up in the role because it kind Mm -hmm. of like put him in this fun role that was like different, you know? And he got to act alongside, uh, yeah. Some of the greats. One of the great Oscar winner? <laughs> no. Should she? be though. You know. It should be. I don't know. <laughs> she should be, yeah. <laughs> in our in our hearts. In our hearts. Um but yeah, working with that caliber of actor now, like, yeah, he's coming up in the world, this Channing Tatum kid. <laughs> and to Brad Pitt too, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god. Like again, <laughs> like the fact that he like, yeah. Um, of course, Brad Pitt was being funny, but Channing is really the one driving those scenes. Like He is. He totally yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. I actually love seeing Brad Pitt in a supporting role. Yes, like, because so Brad Pitt knows how to do it. Because, uh, who's like he's a supporting actor in a leading man's body uh, is <laughs> how some describe him. And it's because he does know it like, yeah. He's a great supporting actor, but he's also a great leading man. Um, a lot of people, this is not one of my questions. I'm done with my questions, but a lot yeah. of people uh, noticed that he, Brad Pitt is like eating snacks when they introduce him. And like, I got lost in this Reddit forum called Brad Pitt eating. Yeah. And he it's eats like, in everything. he eats and everything. And there's this person that like dedicates a lot of their time to like making gifts of him eating and all the different movies that he's been. <laughs> so, weird. so weird. Reddit is a weird place for weird people. And I like it because I guarantee like somebody's done research. And it's like, there's another actor who eats probably just as much as Brad Pitt, but, for, but like, you know, we've chosen Brad Pitt. <laughs> we've chosen. <laughs> he is the chosen one. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Um, that's so funny. <laughs> All right, time for our favorite questions. Favorites. Yeah. Favorite performance. All right, favorite performance. Wait, what's happening? There we go. Uh, favorite performance. So it actually goes to Channing Tatum. Like, here's Whoa! the thing. Yeah, right? Because, one, let's face it, Sandra Bullock's been getting a lot of love on this podcast. Um, we love her. <laughs> there is no doubt. I think we fucking get it. Um, <laughs> no. But honestly, I do think he, yeah, is doing a little more than Sandra in this one because this is an easy part for Sandra Bullock. Uh, she's done this. She's like, come on. Like, she's got this in the bag. Totally. Um, not saying she's not trying, but it's just like, it's not, it's not going to seem as like, Amazing, like, uh, stand out to me. Um, but Channing Tatum, like, he doesn't really do stuff like this too often. Maybe, maybe 21 Jump Street and uh, 22 Jump Street or whatever. But 
Sure. This is him, like, really, like, carrying the comedy, carrying the adventure, like, actually making a likable character out of a character I would typically hate. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Channing Tatum, favorite performance. And then honorable mention, honestly, goes doesn't go to Sandy either. Because, uh, again, she does fine. Uh, But Divine Joy Randolph? Like, I love this actor. Um, And I'm realizing, like, realizing she was like my favorite actor from uh that eddie murphy movie uh dolomite oh yeah and, uh, yeah she's doing a lot more and then looked into her a little more apparently she got her start like just by she'd been doing television and movies a bit but then she auditioned to be whoopi goldberg's uh character from ghosts they did a ghost musical and she got that part and like killed it and so Hell and yeah from there kind of paved the way but I love that. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. She would make an awesome o- Oda. I think Oda is her name in the movie. Um, you've seen Ghost. You've had to have seen Ghost. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Oda in a Ghost musical. So, But I thought she was great as the agent. Fr- Not even that she was doing anything like particularly outstanding comedic wise. But I just thought that she was a very supportive friend and like uh, agent who was just there for her. It's like, didn't stop looking for her. Like, fuck yeah. Went the extra mile. Yeah. I, I loved her friend uh, or her character as a friend, a supportive friend. She, uh, she could have been a character that could have been too much or annoying and she wasn't. And that was like one of the things that I really enjoyed. And it wasn't like superficial reasons. Like there was a little bit of that, but mostly it was like, no, this is my friend. And like, you know, this is a person also. It's like, I'm not going to like be a monster and not try to find her. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I didn't care for like that Oscar uh, Nunez. Um, I'm not a big fan of like his comedy or whatever he does. Like, you know, because he kind of always does the same thing and it's annoying to me. Um, yeah, but I, will, I loved kept... him a lot in the proposal. Yes, that's the, and but even that gets a little, almost goes too it far. It can wear on you a little bit. And on yeah. this one, I liked his character a lot too, because they kept it. Yep. Like same, like you said, same comedy, but like did keep it at a minimum almost. Precisely. I was like, okay, they use it just enough. Just when I was being like, okay, really? And then they moved on. I was like, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, Thank you, totally. movie. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I agree. And he, and he does end up, like, helping him out in the end. So that's that's good. He does. And I do like that he has, like, the goat with him. <laughs> right. Um, But I like goats. What can I say? Yeah. What? Uh, what was your favorite scene of the movie? Favorite scene has got to be the rescue of Loretta. I mean, come on. It's so golden because it's delivering on the action. I, I I was surprised. This movie's PG thirteen, and it's another example of like you don't have to go for the R, folks. Like this was. It could have so easily been an R too, and they kept I it like, just enough. Yeah. yeah, they did it perfect. Like I was like when it surprises you, like that's when you know we are doing it right. So good like on the leeches scene that could have been so they could have really. Yep. Pushed the envelope there and they didn't. I mean, you know, it was funny and it was we saw Tanning Tame's butt, which was great. Yeah. But um of course. You of know course. Right. poor guy with the leeches. Poor guy, I know. But the yeah, rescue no, scene fucking... is so good. But no, the rescue scene's so good. Like, yeah, Brad Pitt taking out these guys 
And this has got to be like right, right on, right after fucking. Uh, um, come on. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he's already been a stuntman. Uh, so here he is doing these badass <laughs> and funny stunts. You know, the whole go to sleep bit, which I love, has a great love payoff. That. Payoff later on. Uh, Channing Tatum just slapping people that are already <laughs> knocked unconscious is hilarious. Like so funny. See, and again, like I love that. It made me realize, yeah, Channing Tatum does not typically go for like the action star stuff. He just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I love, but he and he so could. Like you, like they even he totally you know, they, could. They were trying to make him that guy for a while. Um, but I love yeah. that. No, he tends to go for these comedies and then his Magic Mike stuff, which power to like. Please keep I those love going. That. Um, but yeah, not not typically and then he does the dramas but i just can't think of like the last like big actioner he really did like he's not even in the marvel or dc universe like what the fuck no <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of glad me too me too yeah but yeah he so could be you're right and it's kind of nice to see somebody that resists that temptation yeah especially when you Love look it. like that yeah right yeah awesome um favorite quote all right, so this uh, this comes right after. So the rescue that I mentioned, you know, and I mentioned it goes sideways. It goes pretty bad. Like Brad Pitt gets taken out, and I very unceremoniously. But I like when they do that. Like me too. The oh shit moment, and then like wait, is he is he really is wait he's coming back? He's not coming back. <laughs> Definitely uh, not. Yeah. Um, and then they're like they finally figure out a way to get the fuck out of there. I love it. it's it's the perfect amount of stressful and funny with him, like struggling to get her in the car. Cause you're like, Oh my God, like you're going to die. Like, <laughs> like uh, bullets whizzing past, you know, and then yes. finally get this car going, like trekking through the jungle. And then you know, as he's driving, like, I think his brains are on my face. His brains are definitely <laughs> in my mouth. I can taste his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I died. So I like, oh good. my god! And the way again, like a line like that, it's about the delivery. And Channing Tatum, he did it, man. He, yeah, he nailed he it. Did it. Yeah, nailed it. Hell yeah! It's so many moments like that where it's like, like he even managed to sell like stupid zingers that normally would be kind of eye rolling, but worked. Like that whole, uh, I forget the exact exchange, but it's this whole uh, misogynist versus like feminine, like feminist thing. It was funny as hell. Like. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I'm a, well, I'm a feminist, and I think a woman can do be anything that uh, or do anything that a man can do. <laughs> um, but I'm doing it no justice because the setup is not there. But l- look it up. Look up the clip. I don't know. Like it's funny. Watch okay. the movie, folks. It's so great. Uh, hopefully, you have watched it before listening to this. <laughs> yeah, we're spoiling the shit out of it. <laughs> and just talking all around it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, favorite quote. Hilarious. Killed me. So good. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And what would you rate it out of five stars? Out of five stars. So I will admit I'm probably rating this being generous, I guess, but I don't care. I had a good time. Four and a half stars. Okay. Because, yeah. Hell yeah. Because fun factor goes a long way. 
Um, is it original? No, but that doesn't matter. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I hate that people use that as an excuse. Like, there's nothing new here. So, blah, blah, blah. it's like, shut That's up. Did you have fun or not? All the movies now, right? And sometimes, Precisely. like, like I said, like, I want to see more movies that are like this. Yeah. Like, to me, exactly. this is like a fun fucking time. Same with yeah. Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. Like, Bullet Train, I gave it a 5 out of 5, and I was like, I know that maybe some people would not agree with this rating, but, like, yeah. I was there, I had a good time, I couldn't find a part I didn't enjoy. See, exactly, you know what I mean? I was at. right, and for me, the only reason it doesn't get the full 5, basically Oscar Nunez, no, <laughs> both that, and, <laughs> like, maybe it's not original or something like that, it's, but so close, like, you know, 4.5, I mean, it's that's so good shit. solid, man, so, yeah. that's an yeah. awesome score. Yeah, so I liked it. That's awesome. And would you re- re-watch and recommend? Yeah, for sure. And it helps that it's an easy watch, too. So I think that also totally. helps. Like, if this was a hard R, like, action comedy with blood all over the place, like, what movie was Cursing, it? Cursing, like, blood, yeah. yeah. Uh, what movie was it, actually? It had way more blood than people were like. Like, well, they didn't need to go that hard with the violence. Actually, I just reviewed it. <laughs> Hold on, let me double check. Oh, I did. Uh, would not expect it to go that hard with the violence. Was, but I want to get this right. want to get this. Never gonna give you up. The spy who dumped me. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, we just talked about it. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, that was a hard R. Um, but no, this one didn't have to do that. Yeah, there you go. So it's an easy rewatch. So yes and yes. Totally. Would recommend. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh would you re <laughs> it's always so silly to ask this would you reboot it <laughs> you know what here's the thing you know what just to piss those people off that are like this is a uh, unoriginal it's like yeah fuck fuck it let's fucking reboot it let's do let's do it right now let's okay. make another one okay let's yeah, play with let's, casting <laughs> let's Who do we the casting? exact carbon copy okay so yeah <laughs> we're going with the exact same roles then <laughs> so uh, let's see so who's the chanting tatum type fun dumb uh, Zach Efron. Zach, oh God! You know what? I would give it a <laughs> shot, maybe, uh, because he did impress <laughs> me, and uh, and maybe that's the secret. You make it a musical this time, so then you get. Um, oh my God! How fun would this movie be as a musical? Right, and then well, get Zendaya back. Uh, oh, love her. And they actually had great chemistry, so actually maybe there's Could some work. potential there. Potential. And then here's my who's... idea for the Brad Pitt character, though. Okay, Are you ready? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who? Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh my God! No. Are you insane? <laughs> oh, I get the because it would be a connection to that. He'd never do it for that reason. It's like, <laughs> let's see what the fuck you're doing here. Look, I'm not <laughs> flying no plane to nobody. Nobody asked you to, Harrison. I'm not flying a plane to nobody asked you to. <laughs> um, I mean, if he did it, I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Same. 
And especially with Zach Efron. What the fuck is that going to look like? <laughs> My God. <laughs> An insane, insane movie is what we just uh, posed. <laughs> and then, all right. And then final ingredient would be the villain. So, okay, who you get to play the villain here? Hmm. Ooh, I think I know. Yeah? What did you got? <clears throat> uh, oh my god, hold on. I have to think of his name. I always forget his name when it's on the spot. Draco it's, Malfoy? Uh, no, Justin <laughs> Long. Oh, Justin Long. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Oh, he would have thank so you, much fun you. with it. Because he's he's that... You're going for the likability, because he's nothing but likable, so it'd be so awkward when it's like, oh, wow, yeah. I'm gonna have to kidnap you now. Awkward. <laughs> Like, yeah, doing the, the <laughs> character from New Girl, but a villain. <laughs> like, wow, this yes. is really awkward, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he would be so funny. Pulls out a kazoo. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty good. I would get, damn it, I had somebody in mind. I lost it. It's too late. Forget it. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, it was Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Just, just for the fuck of it, just for the, oh, it, it's, 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 it, it's, it's, hmm, it's on the tip of who, who is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, right? Oh, what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Just a whole, a whole different ingredient of like, wait, why? Wait, why? And the, <laughs> but why? <what>? But why? <laughs> But he's doing good, I I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he had a band, so he could do the musical part if we're still keeping the musical. <laughs> God help us when it comes to Harrison Ford's part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting move, movie that we put out there. <laughs> Definitely. Well, without further ado, let's move on to the next movie. <laughs> All right. Or, Hard transition to the next movie here. For sure. <clears throat> okay, so tell me a little something about... Gringo. Gringo. Uh, Harold is a mild-mannered guy who has a wife who's cheating on him and works for two complete assholes named Richard and Elaine. Uh, he asshole. goes to Mexico with them and finds out they plan on letting him go after a merger is going to occur. Yeah. Harold doesn't know that they have been selling cannabis pills to a dangerous dude. Mm -hmm. Harold learns of his wife's affair and stays in Mexico and pretends to have been kidnapped for insurance money. But his bosses have another plan instead to kill him for life insurance money. And right. insanity ensues. Man, I like, yeah, like you hear that and you're just like, huh. Yeah, these are awful. <laughs> these are awful people. They are really <laughs> terrible people. Like, to the point this where you're just like, so okay. Weird. Like, right. Thank you. Like, yeah, let's talk about it. Because that's where I land on this movie. And I don't come across movies like this very often. Where it's like, I was reading reviews in Letterboxd. And it kind of points out, somebody pointed out where it's like, it's so weird. This is a amazing cast. Um, yeah. But the script, when you lay it all out, it's like it's so simple and like is is worthy of like kind of a more indie market, um, smaller market, if you will, like you know, yeah, something like it. But and like right, I walk away from it feeling weird. Where it's like it's kind of funny, 
<laughs> yeah, it's sort of funny. Um, and then you try to latch. It's like, but it's not really adventurous or actiony enough for me to latch on. It's like, oh, it's got great action sequences. Like, there's not like there's one. There is that like one cool little rescue, but even that, it's not like anything special. Um, right. So it's not that. Uh, not very raunchy. Like, you know, so you don't have that going for like, yeah, it's just. It's so weird because it's just like, yeah, it doesn't really fit into one bucket and it doesn't quite. um, Like do the thing where it, you know, I mean, it definitely doesn't fit into one, but it also definitely doesn't fit into multiple buckets. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just kind of exists. I don't really know. It doesn't fully commit to any one of them. Like at the end of the right. day, like you can say it's a comedy, I guess, because I but guess even then, I didn't laugh out loud a lot, though. I won't lie. Like yep. watching these two movies back to back. The comedy is vastly different to the <laughs> point where, like, you know, yeah. I maybe laughed a couple of times in Gringo. Maybe I laughed a lot more with of Lost course. City. Uh, yeah, right. Because Gringo, like, I feel like. Too much of the humor relies on it's like, oh, aren't we awful? Like, I that's funny for a bit, but you also need you need more, like, you know. Right, and then I'm like a- you know you throw in Amanda Seyfried's character and her boyfriend, and that was like so a cute. weird. Yeah, I love her, I but love it was her, such a but... weird side. Right. <laughs> story that we don't didn't even pay really off. Need. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. Like she gets away, he doesn't. Like I mean, I'm so yeah. It's satisfying in that way where it's like, okay, the yes. right person, um, right person got arrested, I guess. But also, like yeah, like you said, it's like, did I need that? Like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I just don't know. And it wasn't see, it wasn't cool enough in like the Guy Ritchie or Quentin Tarantino way where it's like, oh, if it was all like following this drug like kind of thing where it was all like the okay, follow follow the follow the pills or follow the money kind of thing. Um, right. But it wasn't that either where it's like, oh, wait, who's wait. Oh no, it's right there. It's um, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, very much. It's like comedy decaffeinated. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, but, but at the end of the day, I come at like yeah great cast though all the way around i don't think everybody is necessarily doing great work but they are all great actors here yeah uh charlie Theron, who i i guess they wanted me to sympathize with her character wasn't fully getting there and then i kind of didn't like that you know yeah she gets off scot-free at the end correct like right and i thought she might have been the biggest villain of them all sort of in a lot of ways, yeah. Like, I thought about that. Like, yeah, that crossed my mind. The only redeeming quality was she did kind of renege on her whole. It's like, no, I didn't mean literally. So she didn't, she didn't actually want uh, to take him out fully. Uh, right. That was more, um, I forget his character's name, but the, the, yeah, the male, her male uh, counterpart. Uh, uh, Rick. Yeah, there you go. Rick. So that was more Rick's doing and Rick. I mean, yeah, Rick really goes for it. So he's definitely worse in that regard. But she's still. Yes, she still. She still um, sucked. For her own right. reasons. Um, 
there's that. But then I love this actor. I'm probably going to butcher his name. Let's see here. Who is our lead? And what's cool is that, so today is Martin Luther King Day, and he actually plays Martin Luther King in that movie Selma. Um, Hell yeah, that's awesome. uh, David, uh, very sorry, I'm going to butcher this name, but David Oyelowo. 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 Okay. I'm just gonna stop. Um, <laughs> but uh, but he's great. Like Harold, I really liked him. Like you know, he they actually did a good job making him pretty damn likable. Um, they did. He definitely yeah, seemed like the guy that was like very clueless to what was happening around him. <laughs> right, right. He was just trying to get his shit done. You know. And I was with him. If one more person was gonna give an animal fucking allegory, I was about to. <laughs> For real, though. It's like, okay, if anybody else uses an animal to describe my situation, I'm going to slap them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, And then, like, they, I think I initially saw this because I was like, all right, kind of weed-fueled movie. All right, let's go. It's not even that. It doesn't even deliver on that. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> Like, you like to think it's like, oh, this is one I should get stoned and see. It's like, I don't, I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, uh, why not? But not going to help you. Like, <laughs> right. Um, because yeah, they weird. really put that pot leaf like front and center. And it's like, yeah, it has very little to do with it, actually. So little. Um, it is so strange. And Borderline, I was worried for a little bit where it's like, oh my gosh, is this actually kind of racist? Because it's like all of the, uh, when they get to Mexico, all these characters are either corrupt or, you know, uh, wheeling and dealing or something like that. But thankfully, no, we did have some redeeming and, uh, yeah, more rounded uh, characters. Thankfully. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's definitely full of, like, not so great people, though. Yeah, there's a lot of assholes. Yeah. Some um, likable assholes. Yeah. Um. All right, what do you say we get into some Q&A? Let's do it. All right, so the movie features a cartel leader who has a <laughs> love for the Beatles. And he yes. thinks that Let It Be was their greatest album. Mm-hmm. All right, Casey, now you realize this is going to be permanently documented. So here mm-hmm. and now, you got to declare it. What is your favorite album and or... And it could be fun to figure out a song by this band called the Beatles. Have you heard of them even? Um, oh my gosh. Have I heard of them? I, I, the haircut you might recognize. That's a very popular touchstone for a lot of people. They were, no, (laughs) no, we're kidding. Uh, Yeah. We, we love the Beatles. Our mom loves the Beatles. We, I've seen Paul McCartney live. Mm -hmm. Um, I love them. I let it be is my favorite song of all time. Damn. Yeah, wow. I feel very strongly about it. That song, like I have like a kismet relationship with that song. Like when I am going through something, it will just like pop up on the radio mm. and it like has guided me through some hard stuff and good stuff too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my other favorite song by the Beatles is Eleanor Rigby. Oh, a great song um yes uh and Uh, that's revolver is the album the revolver is a good album 
It is. I'm trying to decide if that would be my favorite. Pretty sure that is Mom's favorite album. Uh, or no, no. Is it Revolver? It's either Revolver or Rubber Soul. She likes those. I think Rubber Soul might be her favorite. Okay. Yeah, Rubber Souls are really... See, how do I pick one? Norwegian Wood is on there. Um, it's tough, Abbey Road is really good, too. Yeah, for me, but I don't know why, but for me, I do gravitate towards... Uh, yeah, this cartel leader would kill me because, like, I think Sergeant Pepper's is pretty good, but actually, I think I like Magical Mystery Tour even a little more, and it's the probably the most juvenile of all of them. But I Magical Mystery Tour that one is lovely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I can pick a favorite album to be honest with you, but Let It Be is my favorite song. Okay, and okay. I look at the album and I'm like, That's you bad. know, I like some of the other songs on the album. Mm-hmm. What are they? Well, uh, the Long and Winding Road. Fabulous song. Oh, great song. song. Yeah. Um, Across the Universe. Let It Be. Great song. Great Maggie song. May. I Mean Mine. I've Got a Feeling. Oh. So good songs. Yeah, good songs. Um, That's definitely a later career one, though, for them, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Maybe. Ugh, I really like their psychedelic songs, dude. So I probably would be with you, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why, but. Because they have so, they have such like uh, strawberry wide field variety, is on. I love magical their mystery tour. Era. Yeah, and the walrus is on. Yep. That that those are good ones, man. Because it just felt like it's also an album where it's like, oh, this is just hit after hit after hit. That also helps. Like some of their albums where it's like, okay, it's got a bulk of hits, but then, eh, do I really want to get through this song? And to me, if you're looking for an album, it should be like, okay, no, I'm listening to the album. Right. I do love Revolution, too. I'll say that. Which is on what? It's on the Revolution album. Oh, right. <laughs> got it. <laughs> so. I I like yeah. that song a lot. And that's got some good mm-hmm. ones, too. But, yeah, it might be with you. I like their psychedelic songs. Yeah, same. Strawberry Fields, Lucy in the Sky. Like, those are two of my favorite ones. Eleanor Rigby is one of my favorites. Right. But I see why people gravitate towards Sgt. Pepper because he's... I mean, damn it. It's got day in the life. Come on. Which is so good. So good. So awesome. Well, you heard it here, folks. Um, okay. <laughs> so we meet a character named Sonny, which is yes. a fairly uh, uncommon name. Um, yeah. Have, have you ever met someone with a, kind of an uncommon name? And uh, who was it? Like, just for fun. Like, because... I mean, I mean, we're rela- we're related to one. Um, I was like, um, yeah, our younger sister. Her name is Guess. There you go. Like that's any like there you go. I mean, I and we kind of win basically in any situation. Like essentially, you gonna, yeah. You ain't gonna run into another Guess in your life. Um, I'm trying to think of other uh, names because I definitely right. have met other people with unique mm-hmm. names. Definitely, I've I've known a Skies. Um, that's a fun one. And, I knew uh, a Sky. Sky, well, so I he was Skies, and this was why it was so S K Y Z E. So yeah, oh yeah, uh, really cool, you know. Yeah, um, that one always stuck with me. Uh, shout out to you, Skies, if you're listening. So. Mm. <laughs> Love uh, it. But uh, but yeah, right. But nothing, no other ones really come to mind because it gets kind of dwarfed by guess, really. You know, they do all sort of get dwarfed by guess. I'm trying to think if I know. 
Yeah. Any other like random named people? <laughs> random named people, yeah. Random named people. Oh, of course. Um, I go to the country fair every year with two really uniquely named people. Hell yeah. Uh, one of them is Kusi. Uh-huh. Nice. Very, yeah, very unique. Never met another Kusi in my life. Um, and the other one is Maga Lee. Um, we go, we call her Maga for short. Maga. Heck yeah. Yeah, so there's some unique names for you. Very, I love it. So there you go. Like, and... Like, I would love to meet a cheeseburger in my lifetime. Like, <laughs> um, okay, there are a lot of weird... I even talk about it. There are a lot of weird animal metaphor stories. Do, yeah. you, have a, do you have a favorite? Because <laughs> <laughs> these are, like, kind of the like easily accessible. It's like, I feel like I had heard of some of them anyway. Um, Maybe the bear story. Right. I always like the like the tiger with the stripes like comes to mind story. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, that's I love that story. Um, and that's a pretty inspirational story, too, because it's about. Uh, uh, yeah, feeling yourself. Right. Like mm-hmm. something like that. If I whatever, I'm, I'm not going to go into it like we've heard enough. animal. Hey, metaphor. You don't have to. <laughs> but it's more long. It's more of an allegory allegorical story uh less of a simple one to lay out there but i always love the grasshopper and the ant stories oh yes me too great metaphor in there somewhere um multiple metaphors even i think uh but yeah nothing nothing else really comes to mind uh, the only other animal like story that i can think of that i always uh think back on is like mm-hmm. the scorpion and the turtle hey nice Yes. That's a good uh, one, right? Both want to, like, cross a body of water. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, scorpion hops on frog. Like, hey, you weren't going to sting me, right? And they say, no, no, no. Scorpion still does it. It's like, hey, what do you want? I'm a fucking scorpion. It's my nature. <laughs> yeah, it's my nature. <laughs> Such a, yeah, it's a great kind of dark, twisted, but also, yeah. Yeah, kind of a negative story, but also tr- tr- it depends on the situation. It can be sometimes very it feels full true to life, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, perfect. Well, there you go. I love it. Um, do you think Mitch? Uh, oh yeah. So okay, I didn't really think about this until watching it this time. Um, so Mitch, we and we we haven't even talked about the best character in the movie, Mitch. He is um, so great. Isn't he awesome? And this this fucking actor came out of nowhere i think i saw him in the first movie he ever did and there was a little movie called district nine which mm. was like a like a sci-fi drama shot in like a documentary style really good movie though from what i remember mm-hmm. um special effects still kind of hold up but yeah so he was in that and that movie was his first movie and he did and it was this role that required like huge depth and like he turns into it's like turning into an alien throughout the whole thing so he really had to pull it out and you're like this is your first movie man this is Damn. crazy and uh and has since just gone on to be like a chameleon type actor who just disappears in every role like because he was also in that they re- did a movie of the a-team and he plays like mad the the crazy one in that 
Um, he does voice work. He was also in that movie Elysium with Matt Damon, where he was the bad guy. And like, yeah, it's really great actor. One of those outstanding actors and uh, who was able to really pull back and like kind of just be a side character who was still charismatic as hell because he kind of steals the movie, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I just found would be really likable. But OK, so this Mitch character who was who. <laughs> I love the journey he goes because he like we get this backstory of him being like kind of this bad, badass mercenary type who just didn't give a fuck. And now right. has kind of cleaned up his act and is definitely doing work in uh, underprivileged countries and is just helping yes. out and stuff and then gets this job and thinks of it as like, OK, this money is going to go towards this cause now. Um, so ask for a lot and blah, blah, blah. Um, but ends up really feeling for Harold. So they kind of bond, but then ends up like being offered more money to take him out and realizes like, shit, maybe right. I could. But then things go sight like Harold kind of distracts him and he's able to get away and Mitch inadvertently saves him near the end. But then my question is, do you think Mitch was still going to kill Harold by the end? Because there's no reason like it was still kind of up in the air, in my opinion. It was kind of up in the air. Um, so what did you think? I like because I remember watching it feeling like like I've seen it like maybe once or twice before. And I usually leave feeling it's like, no, no, they're on good terms. He was just he was going to save them. And they were it was going to be all good. But this time around, for some reason, I was like, I don't know, maybe not. I felt more like they were going to leave on good terms. OK. Okay. But like I understand they left it so open there in that they way. Really that, did. Like, like yeah. I guess they want you to make that decision for because yourself. Because they also take him out, right? Similar to right. Yeah. Um and yeah, so we know don't really get any resolution or anything like right. that. Right. So but right, I, I yeah, right. Because I felt like he, you know, looked happy to see Harold and he genuinely like like saved him saved him like kind of went out of his way really like mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't an accident um right thing. uh yeah um and then did not expect him not to make it though no uh, me neither actually so that was interesting and it's then, a shock uh, i really like that 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 guy ends up being a really good guy at the end too me too i do um, too Okay, so Casey, we're dealing with some big number money here and a lot of like kind of wish fulfillment for people. So what would you do with one million dollars <laughs> versus two hundred thousand? Because, yeah, it kind of is too big. Because it, it, those are two big amounts, but you're going to treat them differently, aren't you? Sure. Yeah, with a million dollars, I would probably like even you know it's crazy but like even that doesn't I was gonna say like I would try to like buy my family houses but even with that amount like I probably would not be able to get everybody houses right. um isn't that sad oh right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think maybe in both instances I would try to invest in like real estate um not to become like a landlord, but to become like yeah. somebody that could have places like home bases in different places so that I could like travel a little more and like my family could as well. Yeah, right. Like we've it's talked nice. about buying like other places. Climate. Yeah. Yeah. 
So like probably something like that. Okay. Um, so probably would house donate. Based. Yeah, like with the million dollars, I would probably try to do some kind of cool trip that maybe I wouldn't like go to New Zealand, which would not cost a million dollars. But like I feel like I could never afford to go to New Zealand unless I won. Yeah, right. A million dollars somehow because everything is very expensive there. Um, right. Yeah, I think. And then maybe if I got the million dollars, I would also try to like give back to like um, some charities and and places, Always. you know? Yeah. Always. Like, charities got to be involved. Like, yeah, if you don't contribute at least some to charities with those big amounts, you're an asshole. <laughs> Probably with the 200,000, we would try to like start our own business too. There you go. See, like, yeah, right. Because 200,000, you're going to treat these different. And I kind of liked that they're like, they would be treated differently. Totally. Yeah. Cause like with a million dollars, like I definitely could afford to do that as well. But with the 200,000, I'd be like, okay, cool. I can invest so much into this. And then we don't have to work for a little while while we start up this business that we've wanted to start up forever, you know? Exactly. And in both situations, so are you think like it's not pack up every like never have to work again in my life type of thing? Oh, no, I don't think I'll ever be I, that person. Yeah, exactly. I just it's not completely realistic. Like, maybe again, like, but if I won like billions of dollars yet. somehow, which would be impossible because I don't really play the lottery. But if I somehow came across that kind of money and I truly did not have to work ever again, then I would definitely spend my time volunteering. So it yeah, would seem right, like right. I still had a job. You know what I mean? Of course. For sure. And by the way, tip to anybody, if you do win the lottery, even if your impulse is to share with anybody, don't share with nobody and, <laughs> get a, and get a lawyer. I've heard this and like it actually makes sense to me. It's like, yeah, totally. Because, yeah, once people find out, it's over, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, definitely like lawyer up would not be to tell people. Yeah, like. Even like even your loved one, and there's no shame in it. Where it's just like, no, you're doing it for yourself and them and everybody. Like, <laughs> I've always joked like, oh, if we somehow won the lottery, which again we don't really play, but like I would build almost like a commune style living quarters, like buy something with land, have houses on it, and if my family members wanted to live in those houses, cool. I'm yeah. not gonna give them money, but like maybe a free place to live would be great, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Totally. But again, I don't really play the lottery, so you know. probably not going to happen. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our favorite questions. Favorites. All right. Favorite performance. Um, That would be, I'm going to butcher this name. Yeah. Charlotte. How do you say his name? Oh, Charlotte Copley. Yeah, Charlotte yeah. Copley. Yeah. Um, he was Absolutely. so great. He definitely so stole good. the show and every scene that he was in. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed his his level of acting, and I was like, I don't know why I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, but I think yeah, he's awesome. Right. He's that actor where yeah, he just yep cares. Um, so crazy. My yep. honorary does go to David Ayolowo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harry, Mr. Harold. Yeah, the one who ends up playing MLK, um, which I really want to see that now. I see that sounds like it would be so good. And it's perfect day for it, too. So, yeah, he great actor. And again, like super likable. Love his freaking accent. Like, uh, yeah, he's yeah. wonderful. Really good. Yeah. Good job, buddy. 
I actually read that he wasn't supposed to be um, from Nigeria, but this actor was so compelling, and he yeah. like helped, like convinced the director that like no, if if you let him be from Nigeria, like it will just play into the wholesome and like yeah. naive part of his characters, and yeah. I think it totally worked. Totally worked. Awesome. So. Uh, and then favorite scene. Um, this, I love this scene so much. Uh, this scene did make me laugh. Yeah. When Harold finds out that Angel is actually undercover DEA and can speak English. Yeah. I just like love that scene so much. And I love, <laughs> he's so sweet to Angel the whole time. Like True. he brings him food yeah, and he right. like translates for him. You know, he like tries to speak into the translator for him. And he's just so polite to him in the way that the assholes are not. Yes. And then to find Ugly out that Americans. he's like, a, like an undercover dude, like this whole time <laughs> just was funny. Speak fucking English. <laughs> That actor did great. Love it. He did. Um, I loved him too. Heck yeah. And then favorite line of dialogue. Uh, it's from Harold. He says, I know I'm not supposed to touch the mini bar, but I'm going to do it. You know, I don't even care anymore. I'm doing it. I'm having Merlot. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Because yeah, and it's so liberating when you actually do touch the mini bar. Because Oh yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to, man. Like, that shit's expensive. Expensive as shit, man. Yeah. But he just found out he was about to get let go. So, more power to him. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. So, out of five stars, how many stars do you give, Gringo? I give it a two and a half. That's and... about right. That's just what I gave it, yeah. And this is yeah, one of the few where... Like... A yeah, three ahead. if it was just, like, a little bit stronger in one of the categories, right? It might exactly. even be a three and a half if they, like, leaned into the crime stuff more, the drug stuff yeah. more, or the comedy more. Yeah. But it just didn't really know what it was trying to do. For sure. Or it wouldn't commit to it. Yeah, and it's one of those, one of the few where I think where my rating actually dropped. Uh, because I think I rated it three out of five at first and then I yeah, now it's just three, that, but I was I like no it's a two and a half it's just not I think. strong enough yeah like you said so yeah I ended up going two and a half because I'm like the comedy just falls flat like you can't reward like it can't be a, a three like a better movie like that if the comedy's falling flat yeah it's a yeah. middle of the line movie like it wasn't a bad movie yeah yeah but it just like I wish that they would have just like it could have been such a great movie you know big time um Awesome. And then would you rewatch or recommend? Um, I might rewatch it and I might recommend it depending mm. on like who is looking for a movie recommendation, but probably it wouldn't be like the top of my list, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, yeah, I don't Do you reboot something like this? Maybe. Maybe they could I mean, fix maybe their that's mistakes. A... Yeah, that's true, actually. Maybe this is the primo case of, yeah, reboot it. like, But go harder with something, like you said, right? Exactly. Which like, would you personally in... like them to lean into more? Well, I think that you could lean into, like, the drug part of it more and also okay, achieve right. some funnier moments that way. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree. Like, there's no shame in making it like a drug comedy movie. Like, you know, we have plenty of those. Um, and I love them. 
and right. Like and and you and again, you don't have to be uh, Pineapple Express, you know, like. <laughs> but, but Pineapple Express is pretty good though. Um, so good. But still, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this might be a, an example of yeah, reboot it, give it another shot, go harder with the drugs, and there you go. Yeah. It felt like that that's the direction I wanted to take it anyway, with making this like cartel leader, like the bad guy and everything. I know, and uh, putting the pot leaf on the back of the poster. Like, like yeah, but it yeah. just didn't really they yeah, very they barely even mention like the cannabis part of it, you know? Totally. All righty. Well, is that it? So that takes care of both of the movies. It sure does. And now it's time to make the connections. All right. Chess pawns, clock, matches, all physical objects man-made. Small in size, light in weight. It's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of it. Of what? our connection and so we are all connected in the great circle of life all right casey what do you got all right um both mostly take place in another country outside of the united states big time and i do, like south america because one's in mexico and then i'm actually i'm vague on where lost city is but i wanted to say it was like a they're kind of vague on it as well actually okay yeah um Okay, both feature kidnappings that go wrong. Yes, uh, my mine was uh, both have kidnapping, real and fake, yeah, as yeah. a plot point. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, both main characters are going through heartache, one from death and one from infidelity. Damn, yeah, that's true. I didn't even, I missed that one. What the heck? Uh, both feature, uh, well... It kind of plays into the previous, but it still works. Both feature rescue missions from mercenary-like characters who eventually yes. get take, taken out unexpectedly. Kind of crazy how that happened. I was like, wait, totally. kind of uh, the same character, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> um, both are dual genre. One pulls us off better than the other, though. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Um, both feature entitled ruthless rich people who eventually get arrested. Yes. You got Daniel Radcliffe in that what in that movie, and then you got yeah, um, both. Well, no, only the one guy. Uh, only the one. Only the one. Uh, Rick. Um, yeah, he gets arrested. So there you go. And then, uh, both have a death that you didn't see coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I got. All right. Well, there's the connections. Woohoo! Now we're gonna do a little movie matchmaking. Yeah, so buddy. But look at this nice thing that we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. So for this sequence, uh, if you find yourself enjoying either one of these movies, we like to do a little movie matchmaking for you with movies that you might also enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, if you enjoyed The Lost City, you might also enjoy Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, which were mentioned, but also you might enjoy Jungle Cruise. Love it. Go. And if you enjoyed Gringo, you might enjoy Two Guns, uh -huh. The Mule, Mule okay. and Masterminds. 
I don't know that one. Interesting. Okay. It's definitely a much more of a straight comedy. It's got like a Zach Galvanakis in it, I think. Oh wow. Okay. Zach. Oh man. Yeah. It's a it's a comedy, folks. Zach it Galvanakis. is. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Specific comedy. Yeah. Perfect. Very specific kinds. <laughs> That takes care of that. So now it's time for recommendations. All right. Uh, I'm just going to recommend, you know, since we kind of dealt with a uh, you know, pod, I guess. Um, you might not be able to get this everywhere, but if you can, uh, check out your local dispensary and see if you can get anything from Meraki Gardens, which is local for us over here in the Pacific Northwest. And it's just brand I really like. Uh, they always mm-hmm. have good quality product. Their buds are always nice and dense. So whether it's flour, they have some of the best pre-rolls. Um, I'm pretty picky when it comes to pre-rolls. I'll settle for other things, but Meraki provides the best pre-rolls that I've ever had. And period. they're woman-owned farm. Hey, women-owned. There you go. Uh, yeah, very cool. So Meraki Gardens, folks, look for them if, if they're available because they do ship all over. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to recommend a podcast that I have been waiting for for so long, and I'm very excited that it's here. Um, It's by Elizabeth Lame, who is the podcaster I've mentioned a lot of times. She did like the Totally Married and Totally Mommy and Mm -hmm. Nobody's Listening Right um, and Totally Lame. Uh, She has a new podcast out all about death and dying, and it's called The One Sure Thing. Damn. And oh, wow. she, it's real deep, you know, it's really existential. Um, she has like a lot of feelings around death in the same way I feel like I do as well. Like I always sort of spiral when someone dies because I don't really know how to grieve properly. I've realized now that's sort of my grieving process, but um, she lost both right. of her parents when she was 18 she lost them like nine months apart. So she lost both oh. of her parents when within a year. And uh, the first two episodes are all about her parents dying. And she has her sister on and they really talk through it. Um, it's really soul bearing to listen to. Yeah, right. Uh, but that's kind of her introduction on why she started the podcast. Um, and then from there, she goes into interviewing like morticians and a medium and a hospice nurse and all of these people who deal with death um, every single day. And yeah. and she kind of like finds out their views on death. Um, and it's really interesting. So far, it's yeah. really, really good. It does. It's like makes me kind of emotional, like in a good way, though. Um, yeah, it's I can't recommend it enough. It's called The One Sure Thing. Hell yeah. The One Sure Thing. All right. That sounds great. That sounds very It's really positive. good. Very good. Um, awesome. Well, folks, if you have recommendations of your own that you would like to send our way, you could do so by sending it to our freaking email. Sorry. A little <laughs> aggressive. So aggressive. <laughs> uh, MovieConnectionPodcast at gmail.com. There you go. You can also follow us, uh, us, the podcast, that is, on Instagram. At The Movie Connection, all one word. There you go. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. That's with a B. <laughs> Me at Casey Schwartz. That's with a K and a C, okay? And, like, <laughs> may the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Awesome. And then uh, we also have all the other, uh, well, mostly all of the other ones. We don't have a <clears throat> Twitter, um, but <laughs> we do have a Facebook. If you would be so kind to head on over to Apple Podcasts, maybe give us a little rate and review. Helps mm-hmm. people find us, and we just love to hear from you. Be most appreciated. Mm-hmm. And then I think, so did we cover everything? We got recommendations. We Okay, so we did. Okay. So now it's the moment we've all been waiting for, the moment where we assign each other the movies to watch for next week. And Casey, have I got a doozy for you. Ooh, yay. What is it? So since, uh, well, you kind of, well, we were in contact earlier and you're going a little comedic this time because we're about to get into Black History Month and we always like to start some, our, eh, start off with something awesome that month. So we're going to get one last laugh in, and I'm assigning you a comedy called Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Um, it's a Nazi comedy. Um, oh my god. <laughs> not wait, not not like a Nazi comedy, but a but a Nazi comedy. You, okay, just just watch I'm the just, thing. Okay. I'm just gonna see it. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna see it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, right. I thought it would be good to to do a comedy before we next month we're doing two rom-coms yeah. for valentine's mm-hmm. day and then we're doing two movies black to celebrate lead. people of color yeah. um in honor of black history month so mm-hmm. we'll be having some rom-coms and probably some more serious um, movies heavy yep mm-hmm. um so i'm assigning you mr right Mr. Right, and see, I'd never heard of this, and very excited <laughs> at just the image I saw, or just the casting I saw. So, yeah, I mean, because yeah, I, I knew you'd be excited <laughs> to see Anna Kendrick because we all love her. So Anna Kendrick, well, I mean, Sam Rockwell though too. Come on, and Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I didn't think you had watched it, and I was hopeful you hadn't. I'm excited to talk about it next week. Yeah, I hadn't even really heard of it, really. So, yeah, I'm yeah. really stoked to check it out. All right, mm-hmm. so tune in next week for Jojo Rabbit and Mr. Right. Yeah. All right, later on, folks. Bye. Test Match. All physical objects man-made. Surprise to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. <laughs>